The opening mission of the Parak taught a case when a woman had traveled with her husband overseas together, and on return, the husband's not with her. She comes and she testifies that her husband died while they were on travel. She was being given permission to remarry. That's what we learned in the Mishnah on Kofiyadal, the beginning of our parak. Our new Mishnah, Ahmed Beis, points out that originally this case actually had been the subject of debate between Beis Hillel and Beis Shammai regarding the extending, extending the uh, the whole ruling since it was in a particular set of circumstances. The, the wheat harvest, and there's a specific detail which the Gemara goes on to explain the, the whole story, how it had occurred. Beis Hillel originally said no, we shouldn't extend it beyond the particular circumstances. Only in that particular circumstances do we allow for the belief of the, the woman's testimony. And Beis Shammai said that it can be generalized to other cases as well. And Beis Hillel, in the end, followed the opinion of Beis Shammai. The Gemara wanted to parallel the Gemara uh, to parallel this with the machlokas between Rabbi Hananya ben Akiva with the Chachamim. This was regarding a halacha, separate halacha, in the area of the para aduma. The para aduma, which was the special red heifer that was used in the manufacturing, processing of the the purifying waters, the purifying ashes, the mechatas, and being used to purify people who come into contact with the dead bodies, Parshas, the beginning of Parshas Chukas. This was regarding the Salach of transporting it, the water or the ashes, over the Jordan River and in a boat. So this was a decree that the rabbis came along and said, because of a Masa something that happened where you had water of Chattas, or dust, or the ashes of Chattas, were transported to the Jordan River in a boat, and it became impure. So Rabbi Hanania limited the decree to specifically the Jordan and in a boat, which Gemara says that's like Beis Hillel, who said we're limiting that case of allowing the woman to get remarried. And the Chachamim expanded it. The Gemara says that's like Beis Shammai. Rabbi Hanania of course, was was sticking to the Masishaya, and that's what the Gemara says. The so Gemara ends up rejecting this suggestion, parallel machlokas, but let's pause on the idea of a Masishaya, this idea of the story that once happened, and the fact that we have in Shas these incidents that seem to bring on certain decrees, certain rulings that the rabbis came and said, because of this story, now we're going to enact specific kind of rules. So one example, uh, hopefully everyone will remember, this is like a type of Roman soldier shoe that had spikes in the bottom. It was disallowed for people to wear it on Shabbos because of this Masashaya, the story where people were hiding in a cave and they thought someone was coming after them and they started running and people died as a result because of the spikes in the shoes that from that time forward people weren't allowed to wear it. You had the lottery system from the Gemara Numa that was implemented for people to be allowed to do services in the temple, which replaced the old system because people were behaving dangerously, running up the ramp and causing injuries. So all these decrees. I saw in the, in the Yosef Das, what about Haros and Oled? Why don't we just try to figure out what we think could happen as a result of allowing certain things as well. If the rabbis decided they don't need such a decree, would one story change your mind? So how do we understand Rabbi Hananiah, who only decreed on the one specific application based on the story that happened? So it's brought in the Likutim in the back of the Oyev Yisrael, the Abderav, and also where Tzadok and Esfarim, that no ruling of the Chachamim was established until the rabbis using the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, Ruch HaKodesh, they had a, a connection to Hashem in such a deep way, determined in their hearts, this is what Hashem wants, and that's how it should be for eternity. As the words of Chazal, the words of the rabbis, one likened to, to nails, we were likened to nails hammered in forever. So anywhere the rabbis had doubt and certainty, they didn't want to make a decree until there was a Masashai, until something did, maybe would come about, that brought brought in the in the need to, to bring a decree. As the Baal Shem Tov said on the teaching of Chazal, a person who sees a Sota woman in the state of being 
of of being accused and so on. Yazir he's going to separate from wine. So that one who is deserving of this devastation of this kilkul, that person should become a Nazir. Therefore, we can understand Rabbi Hananya that the sign for a, for a decree was only in this one incident and shouldn't expand to other cases as well. Just a, a rule of memory, people associate a rule or idea with a specific narrative story that happened around it and that narrative will cause people to remember it better. Therefore, we see the Chachamim were sensitive and aware of the community's spiritual situation and did not so quickly make decrees. There was a, a true reluctance, contrary to popular belief, the rabbis just prohibit everything. So they had their calculations. But the primary approach was not to be prohib- prohibiting, but allow to- Judaism to flourish.